The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, an anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Got Games in Dell City, Green Bambino, Paseo Plunge, and My Chic Geek in Oklahoma City, and Waving Wheat Bakery and Bistro in Norman, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 262 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. Comics are growing in popularity, as this past weekend we had free comic book day and the release of Doctor Strange 2, which has broken box office records for 2022. There's an also there's also more events coming up this weekend. So let's talk comics with New World's owner Buck Berlin and Literati Press's Steve Gooch. Guys, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks hey. for having us back yeah, again. Nice to be here again. <laughs> so first off, free comic book day. I did actually get to go chance to go with my wife this past weekend. How did everything turn out at New World Comics? Uh, incredibly well, uh, despite all of our uh, setbacks and, and difficulties. What were the setbacks? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, there's the stuff that we knew going in, like the paper shortages, the titles mm-hmm. that you know we wanted to promote and, and couldn't, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, a lot of our uh, help wasn't able to make it. There was a whole bunch of uh, oh, no. graduations that happened this weekend and just all sorts of stuff. So uh, we were short on artists and some people helping around. But, uh, I mean, it ended up being a fantastic weekend for everyone. I uh, didn't notice. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing is uh, everyone. Neither did I. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, and that, that just shows the uh, the talent of my crew mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, I, uh, I had to tag out from helping run everything and ended up sketching for most of the day, honestly. Yeah, I saw you at the artist table. I was, it was kind of neat. Yeah, my uh, my niece was there, and and she is a a uh, blossoming artist. She's uh, fourteen right now, and uh, she sat down and kept up with Kelsch. Oh wow! Yeah, That's like, fantastic. She kept up pace for pace with Jonathan Kelsch, and and uh, three nights ago, she was like, "I don't know how to draw superheroes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do anything other than the stuff that I do." I said, no, no, if you can draw a basic person, it's just adding weird clothes on top. And then <laughs> yeah. I, I gave her a 40-minute sit-down, like, here's a here's your crash course on how to do this. Here's how you speed up a drawing. Mm-hmm. Here's how you uh, uh, you know can take up more real estate to look at you know make it look more impressive. Right. And uh, yeah, she she took that stuff and, and ran. That's awesome. Yeah. And then uh, when I was talking with her, she was like, "Do you think maybe I can get into comics? Like, you know." I might do some stuff, and and you know she's talking about uh, you know wanting to talk to uh, the literati crew about uh, uh, being a, a colorist or doing flatting, which uh, is the, the first time Steve is hearing about this right now. No, live hey. on. <laughs> Any anytime anybody talks about doing flatting, I get really excited. What is yeah. flatting? Uh, basically, it's uh, coloring, but without doing it in the the shading. Like it's uh, it's the heavy lifting as far as getting the book ready to be worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's essentially packing before you go moving. Right, and it's the it's it's the flatting. It's basically just adding the color, but then the, someone else comes in to add the shading and the, the the things that kind of give it more of a three D look. Yeah, if you're familiar with Photoshop, it's basically using the paint bucket tool. Right. To fill large areas of color that are the same. Yeah, but the uh, the you know uh, art on that side is making sure that you're keeping every color consistent throughout right. the book. You know. 
hey, that guy's shirt is green. Mm-hmm. That lady's shirt is blue. Keep it that way. <laughs> Isn't that why we had changes the color of the Hulk is because he went from gray to green was because they... The, they couldn't get a consistent gray yeah. back then. Um, and green just popped more off the page. Right. Uh, and, you know, purple was the, the perfect uh, uh, counter, color, uh, counter color. So uh, they were like, all right, this is going to keep uh, color separations perfect. We're going to keep everything... Uh, nice and, and going from here. So. Yeah, so a little history lesson for you yeah. people. The Hulk did not start out as green. Yeah. He was gray. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. I, I just thought the gray Hulk was a gimmick, you know, like, hey, we need another Hulk. No, yeah. the red Hulk was a gimmick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's a there's a whole bunch of, like, neat little throwbacks and stuff like that. Like, it, yeah. in the 90s when uh, Wolverine cut up the thing's face and he had a bucket on his head for a while, that's from uh, issue three when they first got their costumes. And the thing was like, I don't need a full body costume, and if people are going to look at me, they're going to have to look at my face. I'm not wearing this mask. And then, uh, you know, after he got injured, he was like, oh, I'd rather not get hit in the face too hard right here. <laughs> hey, here's that mask. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, free comic. What was there? What was the big seller for? I mean, not as far as as far as the biggest free comic that went out. What was the biggest title that went out? Uh, probably the the Spider Man. Yeah, the Venom Spider Man. Yeah, the Venom Spider Man book uh, seemed to to have the most uh, uh, people after it. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Avengers X Men Eternals thing. Uh, people didn't quite know what to expect, just because you know it had. All the Marvel characters, and right. it was like called Judgment Day, and it was the okay. So something big is happening again, you know. Yeah. Which uh, honestly, at this point, kind of turns off a lot of uh, comic fans, just because we've seen the to- uh, the the toy box in the comics dumped yeah a, a few too many times. It's the can we just progress everyone's story just a little bit get get uh you know get a status quo before mm-hmm. we shake it up again. Yeah, and there was a new DC crisis, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, taking crisis uh, again and making it darker. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> I, uh, uh. I kind of have higher hopes for this one because it looks like they're going, uh, and, and this will sound uh, kind of hypocritical, they're going more 90s with it, mm-hmm. but in the sense of uh, they are letting the next generation come in and be those heroes. Oh, okay. It oh, looks like. That's cool. Yeah, because, like, you know, when... Steve and I were growing up, like we were the age of Kyle Rayner is awesome because he's the new Green Lantern. Look at him take over. Look at him struggle. Look mm-hmm. at Wally struggling to uh, maintain, yeah. uh, you know, the mantle of the Flash. Oh, here's Connor Hawk who never wanted to be Green Arrow, right? And now he is. And it was really interesting to see uh, how they all teamed up, the similarities and the differences, and the things that you know. Uh, once made the uh, their predecessors' friends are the point of contentions for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of neat stuff. Uh, so it's it's nice seeing not only some actual diversity without it, it just being shoehorned down our throats. Right. Uh, it's actual natural progression of those characters. That's fantastic. Yeah. Have you noticed uh, Steve over at Literati a lot of uh, more interest in comics recently? Um. Yeah, I think I I think so. Um, for Free Comic Book Day, we just printed up some of our own and, yeah. and just gave those out since we're not a comic book store. Um, we sell trades and stuff, but mm-hmm. but yeah, it was uh, everything was well received. Um, we all, we pretty much have always had good comic sales mm-hmm. um, besides our own. So yeah, there's a it's a you know groundswell of interest and support and. Everybody's looking for different things too. You know, we we sell a lot of weird stuff, so 
lots of fantagraphics and drawn and quarterly and things like that. So, which yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff that I wish that I could carry regularly. But right. you know, it, it it's one of those things that uh, I was mentioning to everyone over the weekend is, you know, every store is going to have its different flavor. Right. You know, because uh, we cater you know more towards the the long term fan and the the new fans mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and we'll dabble in the drawn and quarterly and the fantagraphic stuff. But there's only so much of that stuff that we can stock because yeah, space. Yeah. 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 And Atomic Pop really does a great job. Yeah. On that Joey kind of over stuff. there is yeah. awesome. Yeah. If, if ever you want to go talk uh, indie comics, go, go talk to Joey. He's probably the most knowledgeable in the state. That's over on Western, correct? Western. Yeah. yeah. Southwestern. Yeah. And yeah. Around just just south of 240. Yeah. Just yeah. Google uh, Atomic Pop and. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they'll take care of you as well over there. Yeah. Look at any of your comic book shops. Go to them and, and talk to the people. They're knowledgeable and they know what's going on. Yeah, and, and they're all there for a reason. Yeah. You know, like they, they love comics. So, uh, and I mean, you know, when you have to order comics uh, every week and you have to pay for them every week. <laughs> That's right. You know, there, there's something there. Yeah, you know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And you can't return them. At least at the bookstore, no. we can return yeah. unsold works. Yeah, so, no, I'm, I'm yeah. stuck with everything. Stuck, yeah, got them forever. Yeah, just so you know, whenever you walk into a comic book store, they own everything that's there. It is paid mm. for. Please be nice to it. We can't send it back. If you break it, I, I'm afraid there's nothing much more we can do. Right, right. <laughs> and that's, of course, also why sometimes some comics go down to like had the sidewalk sale uh, with a really good uh, price on uh, many of your trade paperbacks. Do you yeah. own them? You, you might want to try and get rid of them. Yeah, and, and sometimes I'll get uh, really good deals on them. Sometimes uh, I'll find uh, third-party sellers that mm-hmm. are you know bulking stuff out, and I can pass that along to the, the customers. Uh, and then sometimes so, you know some stuff just doesn't get the eyes that it needs, and, you know, just ends up on the discount table. And then some stuff is genuinely awful and we need to get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully someone will take this off our hands. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, uh, more often than not, uh, we try to stock all the stuff that I would recommend, you know, like we'll, we'll carry stuff that will meet the needs of the market. But Mm -hmm. if I'm going to spend my money on something, it's going to be something that I'm going to tell you about and make sure that you, you walk away with something you like. Yeah. So does it all, does free comic book day also help in just regular peripheral sales as, as people come in and look at other things? Yeah. Cause, um, people will come in and see a thing. They'll want to go home and research it. Right. Uh, cause you know, the, the day's busy enough. You can't really stop there with your phone and look up stuff. Yeah. So, uh, this week we'll usually get a whole bunch of people coming back to, to a shop when it's not so crazy. Yes. Um, and there's a whole bunch of people that I talked to the day of that, uh, Honestly, I, I couldn't tell you who or what I talked to, but mm-hmm. as soon as they mentioned, hey, you talked to me about this, it's the, oh, yeah, okay, here's, yeah. here's what we're doing. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a real neat way to get to know new customers and get people uh, reacquainted with some of the stuff that they, they may have read way back when. Or uh, there are some old customers that I haven't seen in three or four years. That, oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the joke of the day was uh, everyone's uh, cast of characters were back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we kind of feel a little more comfortable going out and being around people, it's a lot better right now. Yeah. There was, uh, uh, you know, every couple of seconds in the background, you hear, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so we had Doctor Strange come out this weekend. Have you seen it? Yes. Have you seen I, it, Steve? I have not. Okay. All well, right. we'll try to do this spoiler free. I think you should do it for the listeners, if not just yeah. for me. But yeah. uh, Sam well, Raimi, as I tried to explain to my wife, Sam Raimi, it's kind of his return to Marvel. It's yes. not Marvel movies, but Marvel characters. 
as he did the first two Spider-Men. Yeah, which, it, I mean, those are like... Tobey Maguire. Yeah, Blade kind of set everything up and then Spider-Man knocked it all down. Yeah. And so how do you think Sam Raimi did? Uh, I think Sam Raimi made the best Sam Raimi movie he's ever made. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Like, it. well, I mean, it's all of his tricks. It's it's uh, all of his tropes. It's all of the fun stuff that you s- expect from a Sam Raimi. Including Bruce Campbell. Yeah, including Bruce Campbell. <laughs> of course. Uh, it had one of the most ridiculous Marvel fight scenes I've ever seen. And but wasn't I, that Evil Dead 2? Oh, yeah. Did you, did you not go, oh, my gosh, this is Evil Dead 2? Oh, absolutely. Nice. Oh, I, absolutely. I'm even more excited yeah. about it now. Yeah. Uh, the the use of magic, honestly, like, it, it was kind of the, whoa, am I kind of on something here? Like, <laughs> just, you know, looking over when, uh, I want to say it was like a cereal bowl or, or something that had, like, you know, uh, an ocean with waves crashing in it. It was mm-hmm. the, that's really out of place and really, really yeah. working. Like, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of neat when they can capture the effect that's the, oh, that's the most disturbing moment yeah. in this scene. Well, and I love my what my wife and I talked about was the fact that it it's a darker movie for Marvel. Right. But not, unlike DC, physically darker. It's not actually, like, I can actually see things on the screen. Yeah. When, when we go, okay, it's okay for comics to be darker or comic book movies to be darker. We're not talking literally about the lighting here, people. Yeah. We're talking about the text, the subtext. The, the tone, yeah. Yeah. And so it was. It was a little bit of a darker movie. Uh, some of the kids I'd heard uh, went to probably should not have gone see it. Yeah, but. no. There are moments that will blow your mind. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And, and it's, and, but it's, it, there's a little bit more of adult themes in, when it comes to the, the mystical arts, the magic, the things that are going on. Um, so people, kids, don't, I mean, yeah. parents be aware. I mean, uh, not to you know, spoil too much, but uh, just the zombie strange uh, moments alone. Yes. Those are enough to do a, uh, not for kids. No. Okay, so here's here's my question that I asked somebody else. What do you need to have seen to get everything? So uh, WandaVision, WandaVision. Uh, into the multiverse? Uh, the what if really kind of helps. Okay, the yeah. what ifs. Yeah. yeah, let me ask you something. Did you, do you have Disney Plus? Yes. Okay, for anyone who has Disney Plus out there, there is a Marvel... There's the uh, uh, trying to remember what Legends is the thing. Mm. It's about a six to seven minute. And I love that Disney and Marvel's been doing this. Yeah, it's about a six to seven minute. Here's everything you need to know. Oh, cool. Watch that. There's one just for, it's one for Doctor Strange and one for actually one for Doctor Strange, one for Wanda, and one. Four, and his name's going to escape me, Dr. Strange's... Uh, oh, Wong. For Wong. Yeah. And it's each three of those. If you watch all three of those, again, 18 minutes compared yeah. to hours and hours, Yeah, um, you get a quick overview uh, of everything. Uh, although I still think the what-ifs might be a good because they don't go over those, and it's kind of surprising yeah. that they don't because those are kind of important. And those are great yeah. Yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. So and watch the what ifs and then the, the legends and you'll be caught up to watch Dr. Strange. Yeah. The, the WandaVision kind of has more implications uh, for some of the craziness that you'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll explain some of the more fantastical cameos that uh, uh, you'll see throughout the, the movie. Yeah. Uh, even stuff that's just briefly blinked in the background yes. and that kind of stuff. Uh, some of it was kind of nodded to and, and kind of hinted at, mm. at uh, you know, in, in that series. Yeah, and the, the what-ifs really kind of explain some of the one-shot characters that come back and you go, oh, that's... And so if you haven't seen the what-ifs, 
watch that before you see Doctor Strange 2 because a lot of these other characters that pop up, some of them even a surprise to me <laughs> after watching What If, uh, which, oh, loved it. Yeah. Um, loved some of those moments. But th- those I think you should definitely watch. Um, I enjoyed the them bringing back characters for a this, what was the universe? They, was it nine? Oh. Uh, eight something. Eight something. Yeah. But, but the fact that they actually did mention that, that our universe was 616, I was like, okay, that's... Yeah, it, it's the interesting, like, okay, so we will not have a comic cinematic crossover. No. Because, yeah, unless you believe uh, Marvel's Secret Wars number one when it's the, oh, Marvel's new 616 is now Universe 1. There, yeah. Because Joe Quesada was just so adamant that it not be 616. 616, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I do like the fact that it did kind of set the stage for future... Uh, crossovers now that Marvel or Disney now owns those Fox. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's pretty much that everything's on the table now. Yeah. Like, I I don't think that uh, there should be too many more actual surprises at this point. You know, it, it's... Um, the, no, the, but it, it allows the, it for, for future casting. Yeah, yeah the, the, the surprises will be when. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it's, uh, I mean, unless someone's like, here's Stingray and Paladin, and then we're all shocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, and, and I guess it's uh, uh, long enough and people didn't care enough that we can spoil the uh, post-credits Eternals. Oh, yes. Yeah, the uh, 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 Star Fox being part of it. Mm. It's the one character you should never have brought back into the Marvel <laughs> Comics. Like, it's the one that's the, no, sweep this one under the rug. Well, uh, but the possibility of an uh, Eternals 2 is, I think, not going to happen. No. So it's not like we're going to, you know, they might be sprinkled into other co- right. other comic book movies, but, but, but it didn't just, do well enough to. Yeah, and, and just bringing up that, you know, man, Star Fox is part of the... The big thing, and you're getting one of the biggest stars in the world to play this character that yeah. you shouldn't go back and read his other stuff. <laughs> you know, it, it, it does not hold up well. Yeah. Uh, we also had Moon Knight uh, just finish up its series uh, with yeah. a great ending, which I, again, won't spoil. Thank yeah. you. Sorry, I haven't caught up. Well, um, but, uh, I have honestly, a nine-year-old, and he always wants to watch what I'm watching. So anything like Moon Knight, I'm, he's like, Dad, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, I'm watch it. Yeah, later. I can't watch that one right now. <laughs> well, uh, the the cool thing about the, the show is it very subtly, like without – you kind of sitting down and, and realizing uh, it explains a lot of the different ideals of the Marvel, like the cinematic Marvel universe uh, afterlife and the different ways that all that pertains to mm-hmm. everything. And the other times that we've heard some of these terms mentioned, which unless you're sitting there with you know an, an eager ear, it just feels like it's part of the story and it just rolls over you until the whole series is done and then you think back and think, oh, that's why this and this and this and this yeah. I'll check out. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, that's and, what I loved about Loki. I thought Loki did that better than anybody. Yeah. So good. Yeah, and, I have and, seen that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, with Loki, there's uh, apparently all sorts of stuff that uh, it spun off that we didn't realize. Like apparently uh, what happened in Loki is why the Spider-Man uh, spell didn't work hmm. because ah, that happened for, at the same okay. time as oh, and okay. it's the well, that's I, I, I mean, like it's cool, but it's the oh, that probably should have been spelled out a little bit better yeah. for the. Huh. It would have been nicer, and of course, that Spider-Man did very well in the theaters as well. And uh, yeah. I think uh, I, the, the, every time there's a and I, the problem with comic book movies, I figure at some point it's going to start declining. 
Yeah. I'm not seeing that yet. <laughs> uh, right now, I think everyone's still excited about Thor Love and Thunder coming out this summer. I think everyone's excited about all the stuff that's going to be coming out on TV, TV and movies. And not exactly comic book, but have either of you seen um, Everything Everywhere All at Once? Not Which yet. I always want to get confused not with yet, uh, but... Mooneyham's uh, Everything All at Once Forever. Right. On yeah. the spot. <laughs> but, oh my gosh. No, that, that's... It's that... mind-blowing. Yeah. It's, you know, not directly from a comic book, but oh, totally but, a comic but no, book. But no, it's film. sci-fi geek. Yeah. like. Yeah. I mean, it's what the show's it's all about. It's inspired by a comic book type movie. It, it is wonderful. I highly recommend it. Yeah, no, I, I saw that and I was like, I want to give it my full attention after Free Comic Book Day. Cause, yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, uh, it, <laughs> I, I can, uh, my prep for Free Comic Book Day of the, uh, April is my month of binge drinking and then May, like right after is when I get clean. <laughs> you know, because like, it's just. I put so much abuse on the body and the store and everything. It's just, let's get this thing done. And then yeah. it's over to see, okay, let's go back to normal life. Let's yeah. all be happy. Yeah. So coming up this summer, we have the New World Comic Con. Yeah. Are you guys excited about that? Oh, oh my gosh. Super. Yeah. And especially after this weekend, a lot of stuff kind of got more shored up. Yeah. Um, and some more deals kind of hammered out. So uh, nothing I can quite announce yet, but okay. some some bigger stuff coming. And, and the next week or two, we should have some... Bigger announcements. And then uh, coming up this weekend is our first live superhero school oh, that uh, that's we've fantastic. done in years. Yeah, Back in um, the store. Yeah, we all uh, kind of sat around and discussed that, you know, if we're cool with having this many people in the store for free comic book day, mm-hmm. we, it would be hypocritical for us to not go back to going live and in person. Uh, that being said, like all, all of our plans for doing the bigger media pushes and all that stuff are still on, you know, uh, on the docket. It's just... Uh, we're going to incorporate them into the overall process uh, and experience for those coming to superhero school now. So superhero schools return this weekend. Who can we see? Uh, so it's going to be the Avengers. Okay, great. And which, uh, which Avengers? So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are trying to focus around the uh, the family that kind of forms the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you follow uh, Ant Man, Wasp, mm-hmm. Vision, Wonder Man. Uh, Scarlet Witch, those lives touch almost everything else in the Marvel Universe. Like, you can bring it into, like, this main family tree of, like, well, so Quicksilver's in there. So then that brings in all the Magneto people. Are they the Skywalkers of the... They very much are. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then, like, you can bring in, like, oh, and here's original Human Torch because he's, like, Vision's brother. Yeah. Yes. Uh, So... what we used to do is have the character come out and kind of give their own presentation of who they are and what they do and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, what we're going to do now is kind of like uh, a mini play and then uh, at the end a debrief so everyone can ask questions and make sure mm-hmm. that the you know they understood what we were going for and that kind of stuff. Um, so we should have uh, uh, a decent amount of Avengers uh, trying to uh, you know and. and it's always uh, cast based if we can pull off what we're trying to. Yeah. Do. So if uh, if our Vision, Scarlet Witch, uh, Grim Reaper, uh, and, and Wonder Man cancel, then you know that's out the the window. But you know, Avengers have been promised, so it'll be the okay. So what other kind of Avengers story do I want to try to adapt? Right. Who or what? wasn't an Avenger at some point? No, oh, yeah. One. Oh, yeah. and that, that's the fun is like uh, we have had Avengers recruiting days where like. Uh, US One shows up, or NFL Super Pros there, nice. and it's the deep cut for the kids that like just you know are like, 
what is this? Yeah. And we're like, no, comics were awful for a yeah. while. <laughs> well, and they said, well, this will be the Hank Pym Ant-Man, not the... Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be a... Hopefully, we're going for Hank Pym with the red suit. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that's always my favorite Hank Pym because he's mostly, like, you know, ready, tactical, and wants mm-hmm. to make up for all of his, you know, misdoings. Uh, and then... Um, you know, honestly, the the West Coast team just always kind of had the the most spirit, but the kind of the worst stories. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm I'm a big Hawkeye fan. Uh, I'm a big Z-lister fan. So uh, don't be surprised if you see Gilgamesh, the Forgotten One. Oh, nice. Speaking oh, wow. of the Eternals, yeah, uh, yeah. When they killed him in that movie, I was like, but you had one guy to let live. Yeah, yeah. Because he would have been perfect to show up in the Avengers, because everyone could have done the who. Yeah, yeah. One anyway, uh, but yeah, like triathlon, justice, uh, uh war cry, uh, they're always perfect, you know, comic uh, relief, uh, because you know, Captain America acts one way, Thor acts, yes, one yes. way, they are kind of one dimensional, yes. yeah, well, or they, they have a solidified right, uh, character, whereas some of these don't, you know, or they, they have just enough to where you can play off of that, like. Uh, Justice was always the uh, guy on the team who never felt that he quite earned his place uh, until he proved himself. And then after that, it was like, oh, I don't need all this. You know, know, it was like, oh, I was trying to get this as a a status position. I would work better as like a new warrior. Let me downgrade. You know, like this is not for me. You know, it, it's nice. It's nice to know that I could hang with them, but this is where I belong. Go join the Warriors. Yeah. So it, it's neat little stuff like that that we try to do during the superhero schools and, and uh, make it accessible for the kids to jump into the comics. And then afterwards, uh, we'll have our characters uh, show the uh, kids where they can read more about their own characters and explain that and take pictures and that stuff. And what time is that? Uh, it starts at 10.30. Like On we're Saturday? Gonna, yeah, we're going to open the doors at okay. 10.30 and probably start the show at 10.45. Okay. And will this? And so this is going to be a regular thing. When will that be? Um, so uh, it should be every other week, mm-hmm. uh, 10.30 to... Uh, we never want to go more than an hour just because... Right. But, I, I mean, sometimes if kids have questions... Mm-hmm. We're there to answer every last one. Yeah, I've know? seen ones where they actually last long because we've got a lot of, especially if you've got your big groups like Avengers. Yeah. There's there's a lot of questions to each one of the individual characters. Yeah, and and uh, what we had tried to do to get the most amount of cast out there as we can because you know the kids love the more superheroes. Mm-hmm. It's finding that happy balance of giving everyone their time. And giving the kids their time with them, right? Without it, the parents like uh, we have other stuff to do. It's yes. Saturday, you yes. know. Um, so I think doing the mini play will help uh, show the characterization, the powers, the you know interaction with everyone, and then the kids can ask questions that we didn't cover from there. Good deal. Yeah. And what's going on over at Literati? So um, we've got a great non-comics related at all. But we've yeah. got a wonderful uh, art show by Chad Reynolds, which is called mm-hmm. Overtype. And it's uh, typewriter art, which sounds maybe kind of vague or uninteresting, but it's, it's fascinating. He um, uses different colored inks. He's got a Ukrainian typewriter, which earlier he did uh, some Ukrainian poems to raise money for UNICEF. Mm, um, but in the show, he's got a Greek typewriter and stuff. So he's got all these different shapes, and he really just removes the letters and symbols from the context of, of language meaning making to image. And it's, it's mind blowing. Everybody come by and look at it. It's, 
and look at them up close because some of them are just layered and layered um, typed over and typed over to form other things. That's amazing. So that's our show this month. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it started we, during the Paseo walk last Friday. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it'll continue through the Paseo Arts Festival, which is uh, at the end of this month and into, I think, it the first day of June or something. I don't know. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, we also are in the currently in the process of printing. Uh, we promise Utopia number four. Oh, that's awesome! And Glamorella's daughter, uh, the first trade, both of which will be out in June. But we're we're printing them so they get out and get to stores and things. So yeah, and then uh, there's Ink and Draw that's yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, every Sunday. Every Sunday from three, three to five, yeah. without fail. Um, we even did it on Mother's Day. Don't tell your mom. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's that's the uh, big push right now. And then uh, uh, as uh, as the summer moves on, we're going to work on the uh, writers uh, area. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, um, I think there's talks of other workshops and that kind of stuff that's that we right. can do uh, as we get more people uh, uh, solidified in the in the field so yeah yeah so we've got I think it's maybe this Thursday I don't know I haven't gotten info from them yet but we do a poetry writing workshop with red dirt poetry okay. every month um, mm -hmm. so we're yeah we're just kind of expanding our workshops and offerings um, in how to create things yeah because it, it's, yeah. it's not the most of you know what can we uh, uh, get out of all the the people like you know we're not trying to build all these people only to uh, have their work come to us. We want to make sure that we're building, you know, the uh, the community that it can sustain itself, even if we don't work out. Excellent. You know? Yeah, yeah. We we'd really like Oklahoma City to become a known as a place for comics and and that know, kind of talent and for yeah. art. Yeah, and yes. For art and yeah, like, because like it's it's already been a cultural melting pot for mm -hmm. you know almost its entire existence. Yes. Uh, why not? focus that because I, I mean it's a really weird state where everyone's so full of like animosity and hatred and kindness and love it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know no, like so funny. like everybody who comes into the store from other cities other states you know it's like i almost didn't get off the highway and stop here but everybody's so nice I yeah yeah, and, and that's the thing is, uh, you know, like if you're really in need, like if you're on the side of the help and like obviously need help, mm -hmm. someone's going to stop and help. Like yeah. if you can tell that you're in need or, you know, but if you walk up on the street like, hey, man, I can kind of use a little bit of help. Everyone's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's And that's and that's one of the things I do love about our artists here in Oklahoma City is the fact that there is so much kindness. People are so nice to each other and, and so supportive, which doesn't always happen in some of your bigger cities. Yeah. And, and and on that note, I want to give a a couple shout outs. Mario Witch had uh, Sister Powers number two come out. Uh, three, three, I think. number yeah. three. Yes, number three. Um, so these are other Oklahoma comic makers. Yeah, yeah. which man, he's been uh, putting in the work for years. Yeah, yeah, and I know Keen Spot like had some printing problems and paper shortage yeah. and oh. you know all kinds of delays and stuff. So it's been a while, but go check out Sister Powers number three and also pick up one and two. Um, Sterling Gates, who's from Oklahoma, mm -hmm. lives in L.A., has a short story coming out in a great anthology called Generation Wonder, which has a lot of big name comic really? book writers. Yeah, and uh, he used to work at uh, Speedy Bullet. Way he back did, when. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I, I think I got an interview with him once because I was really excited about, you know, I think he was, was he coming to town or was it just maybe just... He was writing up something. So he's from Oklahoma, so yeah, yeah as well. Yeah. You know, and he passes they went to OU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he passes through from time to time. But you know, usually when he's in town, it's just one of those like, 
no one says anything. Cause, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Do you guys, uh, anything else going on that people need to make sure? Um, so uh, Shape Comics, which is uh, run by Braden Boyd out of Norman, just had their second title come out, which is the Calico Kid. And both Shape Man, which is the pers- first title, and the Calico Kid are these beautiful kind of very retro, um, you know, like 60s oh, comics. Cool. So. They've got everything down from the art style to the, um, you know, like panel layouts to everything. Um, yeah. So the Calico Kid is a very it is like so, throwback to Western. Yeah, yeah, it is so meticulously loved. Like every aspect of it was was thought out, planned, and and you know it, it wasn't the well, let's just kind of fudge this. It is the this is exactly how a sixties comic looks. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I, I got to meet him on uh, Free Comic Book. Yeah, he he kind of did the rounds. He came by us too, and I saw yeah. he was at Atomic Pop and Speeding Bullets. Yeah, so. and, and I was like, go talk to Charles. He was like, I've been talking to Charles. Yeah, I was yeah. like, come on, man. <laughs> that's awesome. We've been. I I first saw him at uh, the Oklahoma City Zine Fest. Okay, and I've been like, hey, mm-hmm. hey. Come, yeah, you're, you're doing good stuff. Come here. Yeah, and and like, man, he's hungry after it. And, oh, and he is. We have he's a, doing great stuff. Yeah, and we have a couple writers who like just need to be kind of formed, and then we'll bring mm-hmm. those in the fold. Like, there's all sorts of just blossoming talent coming out. Yeah, I've yeah. recently had people talking about wanting to be do some writing for comic books, and, I, and so I'm really looking forward to Literati Press putting that together to yeah. just kind of help people write for comics because it's different from writing for any other media. It is, and and really, it's just more of a format thing. And then mm-hmm. there's a few things that. Don't work in comics that do another. Right. Media. Yeah. There's a thinking thing. Like I have a degree in playwriting and, and screenwriting, and that stopping yourself as a writer from thinking like, oh, you know, like I'm gonna throw this to Buck and he's gonna catch it. To like, oh, how do I, you know, if I care enough to break down those panels for the artist, how do I actually break that down? Like, yeah. what are the pieces of action I want to show? Because yeah. it's and, not moving. And how important is it as a thing? Or yeah. you know, yeah. That's awesome. Where can people find more information about you guys? Uh, you can go to our uh, uh, the New World Comics uh, OKC uh, Facebook page or uh, come by the store, and um, it's like an online interaction. 63rd but, Street and Meridian. I don't think we've mentioned that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 63rd, uh, 63rd and uh, Meridian. Uh, you know, you'll see my tiny blue car out there if you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you see it. Uh, and the uh, shop's number is 405-721-7634 if uh, you actually use the phone for uh, talking. Yeah. Uh, you know, like us old folks. <laughs> <laughs> and Literati Press. We are about. at Literati Press on all social media. And then our website is literatipressok.com. And then we're at 3010 Paseo. Yeah. So stop so, by the store. Talk to Charles, talk to James, talk to me, talk to Chloe, talk to Trey, talk to Ruth. Um, and this huge size of Oklahoma City, actually New World Comics and Literati Press are not that far from each other. <laughs> yeah, well, we we are just enough to be annoying, but... <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, if you have to run comics over there because you didn't drop them off, say, the day before Free oh, Comic no. Book Day... <laughs> And it, you're you're rushing over there in the morning. It's annoying. Yeah, it's like an extra ten minutes worth of annoying, but yeah. like just past that. Yeah, yeah because you're still in Northwest Oklahoma City. To me, yeah. as long as you're still in Northwest Oklahoma City, it's yeah. not yeah, that it, far it, from anything. It's just one of those where there's. It's not like get on the expressway and get to the here. It's right. the you have to take some side streets. Yeah, the thirtieth yeah. yeah. over to yeah. Meridian, Meridian <laughs> up to yes, right. So so yeah, it's it's like that. But yeah, uh, I mean, it's Oklahoma City. Uh, you can be anywhere in thirty minutes, thirty five minutes. Yeah, and see everything. Uh, but yeah, come by, ch- uh, check us out, check out all the other shops. Uh, this city has way more to offer now than I think it ever mm-hmm. has. 
and it's been amazing. And so we're looking so we're so forward to the future of it. So guys, guys, thank you very much for some. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us again. So that's our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Well, please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Buck Berlin and Steve Gooch, I'm Michael Cross reminding you to keep calm and geek on. Mm -hmm.